dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs are the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. Yeah, we back. Uh-huh. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. T.O. Yeah. Terrell Owens. Yeah. 81. Yeah. 81 we, pods in we the really book. got a catalog of podcasts, man. Man, look, man. If you're not familiar with this whole podcast situation we got going on, man, you want to go back, listen to some older episodes. We got some dope episodes out there. They're all on SoundCloud and on iTunes, man. Dope content, dope interviews. Just two brothers just having a good conversation. Absolutely. We got we got great content. We got good guests. This, this pod has really grown into something that we cherish, man, and uh, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Yeah, and we just had a little cameo on my homeboy, Justin. I got my first AM bid. Hey, you know, you know what I mean? A little sports talk. I'm out here now. Yeah, we can, You can't say I ain't done it all now. We uh, Our numbers <laughs> better start going up or, or Justin's going to pay the consequences. Right. We're going to have to return the favor to Justin, get him on the podcast. Absolutely. He does a great job at the radio station he works in our sales department and also has his sunday morning show basically recapping the buckeye game on is, saturday is it Buck nuts is that what it is no his uh show is uh sunday morning sports with sunday justin morning sports. and okay. then after his show then that's the buck nuts okay. uh show that's strictly buckeyes but justin does a great job talking about nba yeah uh he also went to Wright state so he also represents a lot for Wright state you know which can be hard in a city <laughs> that's uh so ud heavy yeah and uh he Especially also this does time Year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, he also does um, work for ESPN3 for okay. um, Wright State uh, women's basketball and volleyball. So, you know, he's out, definitely out here doing his thing. He chases my childhood dream. I, hey, man, you got to respect it, man. Once I realized I wasn't going to make it to no leagues, and <laughs> it was like sports became like the, you know, that was when ESPN really started rolling. You know, you started seeing the Stuart Scotts and everybody that was really – you know, taking off and making it sports talk cool. And yeah. I fell in love with that lane for a while. Booyah. So, yeah. How was your week, man? Oh, uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I forgot to hit you up with this info. So, no, just pay off the vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Whipping whipping the whip. Grown feeling, shit. Feeling excellent. Got the whip paid <laughs> off a couple years in advance. You know what I'm saying? Shots out to the plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday yes, plug. Yes, yes, yes. The part-time gig is excellent. So, you know, paid off the whip a couple years early. I get a letter in the mail from our lovely Kia dealership. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a recall on your engine. Oh, I'm the whole like, engine. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yikes. So, me being the procrastinator that I tend to be at times, <laughs> kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And then wifey grabs it, smacks me in the face with it. You need to call, get this taken care of, because if something happened, you're fucked. Yeah. This car is all paid off now, so you probably yeah. should... Take care of this. So I'm like, all right, all right. I'm it's yours it. now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so mosey on down to the Kila dealership, chop it up with the tech, schedule an appointment, take it back on Tuesday, dropping off the whip. So basically, um, he says, we're going to stick a microphone inside the oil well, and we're going to listen for a noise. If we hear this noise, we have to replace your engine because it, um, the engine may lock up early. Mm. Uh, 
operation, the drives makes it smoother, blah, blah, blah. All this technical jargon, I don't know nothing about. <laughs> it's like, chances are it's not. Um, we've only had three um, coming here that actually needed a um, new engine. Um, and this recall went out in May. So, you know, for your troubles, if you don't have to replace it, we'll give you a free oil change, free air filter, rotate your tires, give you a car wash, and thank you for buying a Kia. I'm like, cool. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Hello, Mr. Washington. This is Bob at the Kia dealership. Hey, what's up, man? It's like, well, some good news and bad news. I'm like, all right, bad news. You're not going to have your car for four to five weeks. I'm like, uh, <laughs> where's the good news? Like, You're uh, not number four. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to, uh, your car failed the inspection. Uh, we're going to have to replace your engine. Yeah. But it's a recall, so it's free 99. Exactly. So, and, and you're getting a whole new engine. A whole new engine. And it's paid off. Paid off. So he also And you got said, a car, uh, a work truck. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> and, and here's the extra is like, I'm assuming you'll need some type of transportation because you're going to be without a car between four and five weeks. So come down here. We're going to set you up with a rental on us. Mm. So- I got the rental out here whipping the whip. Let me My guess. My whip just it's, sitting. It's new, so they got trying to get you to fall in love with it for the no, next four. No, they actually put a, put me on in a, a Hertz rental. But oh, okay. I mean, it's dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little, little Nissan Altima joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Touch screens and all types of jazz. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I won't fall here for the holidays. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm whipping that for the next uh, four to five weeks while my engine gets rebuilt and all this jazz. That's so, crazy. Yeah, man, it's crazy how stuff like that works and uh. You know, I shouldn't have procrastinated. Right. As at least you called, brother. Yeah, exactly. At least you, at least you called. Exactly, <laughs> man. How about you, man? How's the week? Man, just another one. It wasn't too much of school and <laughs> Joe College. Yeah, man, just 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 going through it. Uh, the wife uh, shouts to the pretty poodles, the SG Rose. T- today is their ninety fifth anniversary. Nine five, nine five. So it's their Founders Day. So um, shout to all of them. But she had a weekend of of that kind of stuff going on. So daddy daycare. Hey. And, you know, running around with the kids, had to go buy the baby a winter coat. It's getting cold out here. Burr. So we just, we just, you know, regular, regular daddy day, daddy week. Not, not, nothing, nothing fun. Nothing. <laughs> just a, just a <laughs> just, typical day yeah, as a just dad, a, just, man. Just, just a week. Well, let's get into it, man. Let's get into these topics, yeah. man. Did you do anything for Veterans Day, man? Because you are a veteran and thank you for your service, sir. Absolutely, you're welcome. Um, I did this year. I did not, man. We because last year we you went and it was in. So, I seen the pictures <laughs> on the gram. Y'all was making mad stops. Yeah, the, it was popping. I'm always the reserved on that because, like, it's not about the like going to get the free thing for you me. You earned it. Go get that free shit. For me, it's just like I'm not about to wait for the free. Like, <laughs> if it's a wait. I'm not on it because it's like, why are we waiting for a Frisch's Big Boy sandwich? Here's six dollars, man. Get you a burger. Like, let's go. Like, I, I hate that part of it. So I'm always reserved in that. Last year, my my wife and her friends um, that she was in the Air Force with that still live around here, they get together. That's like their their day. Mm-hmm. They get together and they run the streets. Well, it was cold. You <laughs> yeah, know, it was cold. True. So. We was debating like, oh, you want to get the baby out? You know, the kids is at school. It was perfect, but it was like, that's oh, cold. So we didn't. This year, and she actually didn't for the first time in mm. six, seven years. We just kind of chilled out, movies, and hung out. Nothing nothing too much, man. But her friends, oh, yeah, Miller Lane was lit. They was out there. Out <laughs> well, there. Uh, shoot, since um, it always falls like on a weekend or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, at the club that I host, Club Aces, 
you know, they let vets in free on oh, um, on Saturday. So it was a lot of veterans that came out. And uh, the funny thing about it, the owner of the spot GP was like, yo, I want to make everything clear. Y'all in free. Y'all don't drink for free. Because, <laughs> you know, it's illegal to pour free alcohol at a club. Like, you know, he's like, man, y'all motherfuckers get me shut down right. pouring y'all free liquor. But we appreciate y'all, <laughs> right. so y'all in free. So that was pretty dope, man. Yeah, that's Lots dope. Of vets I, came I, I haven't heard too many clubs doing that, so shout yeah, to them. Yeah, man, that's, dope. I, that's pretty dope, man. So in honor of Veterans Day, you got a quick story, man? We got a, we got a war story or Let's a soldier see. story? Let me tell y'all, um, I'm going to save that one for the 100th episode. Oh! Um, um, let's see. What are we going to talk about? Okay, so look. I'm going to tell y'all the... Yeah, this will work. So when you're, when you're over in war, and especially, you know, you shouldn't be doing this anyway. <laughs> but the term fraternizing okay. in the military, especially in wartime... It's actually punishable with jail time. Really? Yes. If you get caught doing your do with somebody, uh, they'll get you. Now, on the 100th episode, I'm going to share a crazy story that I Only did. Only 19 more to yeah, go. that I did. So we're going to say this Hey, one. make sure you don't tell me until the pop. I'm not. I keep it on I'm the not. rise because I, I want the I'm not. I'm going to put expression. a note in my calendar. But I am going to share a similar story that's kind of funny. So- we had, um, again, I was, a, if you want to do some research, I think you might, you know, if you're into that, something to read. Um, I was in a, a unit, the 75th Exploitation Task Force. It was um, put together by President Bush. He selected a unit to support his unit, basically. So okay. our unit was selected as support. So our cooks, our supplies, our medics, our, you know, all our, our whole team went to support literally the real army folks, the special forces, the rangers, the Navy SEALs. We had scientists. We had every branch of the military all combined into one unit. Gotcha. So our mission was, of course, to go find weapons of mass destruction. You know, I'll, the, the term I always share with anybody is, if I'm robbing your house next Thursday, you might make sure that I, you have what you want out of there. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what it felt like. So when you're over there and you're doing missions that are, quote-unquote, not mission oriented the morale starts getting low people start you know the gun ho folks is ready for the action and ain't getting none and all that kind of so it's just a different vibe in the unit that also leads to boredom because you're training and you're not really you know you're not really learning from experiences out there because every every experience has been a, a dud mission mm-hmm. so we had again like i tell you we had a multiple people that were in the same unit but we all didn't know each other so it was like new booty central <laughs> so and it wasn't just like the the us it was all races involved so we had a cook who was a sergeant and we had a captain who you know in the military they 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 kind of frowned up they well they do frown upon officers dating or marrying enlisted Okay. Because the officers are the quote unquote, we'll just say managers, the vice, I mean, the assistant managers, all those type of, you know, jobs. Positions of power. Exactly. The enlisted are the people that get the orders and do the work. So they frown upon, you know, someone marrying a captain because then they kind of got that little clout. Like, mm-hmm. I ain't, ain't going to have me do nothing. Right. All that stuff. So these fools decided, well, first off, we had these houses. We stayed in a, the closest palace that was close to the closest to the Baghdad um, airport. So we had like a whole palace ground for our unit. 
And there was houses, like a neighborhood, literally like houses down the street. And each, you know, the medics had a house, supply had a house, the cooks had a house. So this this captain, he had like the master bedroom in one of these houses. <laughs> and they had like the party house. They had like the dopest non-palace house. Like they had like, you know, like the big palace was halfway blown up. And that's the one that had like a thousand bedrooms. But the one, like it was, like I have I have pictures of literally a bathroom with like 45 sinks gold and and whatever uh marble like toilets and i mean it was like a million dollar bathroom in there Damn. Like, so anyway <laughs> the funny part so these fools they had been messing around she would the cook stayed next to the this particular unit uh guys they were just our like support and they would you know she would wiggle into the room and everybody would kind of notice that they was gone and laugh it off well I guess the bedroom wasn't spicy enough. They was in war. They was feeling themselves. So they decided to get inside of an empty water buffalo, which is the big, huge water containers that we drink out of. Mm -hmm. They decided to get into an empty one and have sex. (laughs) Now, these buffaloes are literally on like a trailer, you know, like a a three-wheel trailer that you would hook to the back of a vehicle with two wheels on the back you see going down the highway. You know, just a regular trailer. That's what these are hooked on. So this water buffalo is moving as people are walking by. One of those that happened to walk by was our brigade commander, the colonel, right? Whoa. He literally sees the water buffalo shaking, goes over there, thought he heard mumbling, climbs on the water buffalo, opens the top, and sees his captain and his cook getting it in so that uh kind of led to some uh didn't see those two anymore they got sent back home to hope we never saw them again I, yeah they got in some real trouble so i don't know what the end story was i just know that after they got you know caught they was a day or two later on on a chopper back to germany to get back to the state so yeah. Now my story, I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> but my story is pretty crazy as well. So Ooh, one hundred yeah. episodes. I was get nineteen, ready. twenty years old, man, you know. Young young guy. That's crazy that yeah. you know, they're the military is willing to ship you home. I mean, you're in the middle yeah. of a war. Yeah. I imagine you need all the exactly. ample bodies and whether you're doing, you know, what you came to do or not, it's still hundred and twenty degrees. You still need to, you know, take care of your people, make sure everybody's staying like you need to you need bodies. You, yeah. can, you can't have three guys doing the work all day. Yeah. And you send two of them home or two of them off. You know, it just gonna might take seven guys to do a two man job because it's 120 degrees. Right. So, yeah, man, they. It's, it, it was some crazy things over there. I mean, I mean, even like the like I think I shared this with y'all that we didn't know this then until after the fact, but we were the support fire for the Jessica Lynch rescue. Mm-hmm. And like those just little things that that you do over there, they're not really little. I mean, you're in war. But everything you do over there, it's like we all in this together. And the moment you start having like these incidents where you start seeing two gone, and then we had a total, I would say probably like throughout the whole unit, like not just my unit. Those are the the two that got in trouble in my unit. Mm-hmm. But the other units that were combined into this one unit, oh man, you had people that were you know chicks getting pregnant. <laughs> I mean, it was, and and the 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 thing about it, the reason why I know all these is because we were the medical support. For the entire unit. Okay, so how does that work? Yeah, uh, that's a funny process. And, I ain't gonna lie to you. Amber comes in like, "Hey, uh, I don't feel good. Killer. <laughs> I had a bad MRE. My stomach is killing me." So then you go through the steps, you know, trying to treat the symptoms, figuring out what's what. But when a female comes in, 
usually the doctors, if it's like not like you got no no diarrhea, if you just got like a stomach, they they're gonna want to check. So the close the hospital was set up at the time at the Baghdad airport. Once they took over that, they made that like a hub. So we were driving. Me, I'm, I, I was the ambulance driver. So I was the one that took people back and forth. So I'm driving this lady. She's sitting right beside me. We small talking, you know, where are you from? You know, she, she's nice looking, you know, something, something that you, you rarely, rarely find in the military, especially in, from 01 to 05. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot of bad bitches in the military. So we small talking, shooting the shit. You know, I'm thinking it's just a normal, just normal day. She go and do her blood work, come back. We get the call. So and so is uh, positively pregnant. Word. So then it's like, hey, uh, Doc, so and so just said that uh, she's pregnant. Go get her, bring her in here. Me? Yeah, go tell her to come here. I was like, wow. you know, enlisted. Gotta go get it. Go get it done. So I go up to her like, Doc, want to see you? Your results came back. You know what they are? I was like, nope. Just told me you want to see. You. you know, I left it alone. She comes back, and you can just literally see, like, the face of, like, I fucked up. You know, so then they started getting panicky. And in that moment, you'll get some stories. Uh-huh. Like, people people are literally, they know the, the consequences of what they was doing. And they also know that they're not in Oklahoma or they're not in Georgia. They not These people are, you know, across the water. Right. And it, it costs money to get you from here yeah. to there. The, we had, I know a female, she was a, a sergeant, like an E5, E6 who got demoted down to an E3. So she's back to like my rank. Okay. Because of her pregnancy. Yeah. So and the military be harsh. Like people they they sent a girl home and gave her the option of losing rank, which means losing income, mm-hmm. or handling it however you want to handle it. Wow. Like and that's the, that's the term they would, you know, to handle it however you want to handle it or you're going to have to get you know. So they pretty much put you in a bind of like do I want to ruin my military career or or put a big dent in it? Or do you know like they make you choose a baby right. or the military basically? So some chicks had to make decisions that they might not have have made. You know, home like we had a few that that made that decision to still military strong and uh, keep the ball rolling. So hey, wow, it's crazy man. You a lot of a lot of the things you don't even think about like you know life yeah. that happens to people that are in the military. You not only getting orders to go here and there and everywhere, but you also trying to live a life that's why i never could feel i never could understand people that would want to be married and have kids like if it happened i get it but that's a tough thing to separate you know your military family and your family family so. right because i mean like you said man these are these are kids still yeah oh, at, the, at the end of the day i mean very i don't much care so. if you're 18 19 20 21 you know what i'm saying you're still a kid yeah. you're still learning you're still growing and <laughs> we were that age and yeah you see some somebody that you want to be <laughs> get to know better exactly you gonna try to get to know her and and girls are the same way you yeah, know what I'm just because they wear a uniform a lot of them are almost it almost makes it sexy because they be an asshole because they feel like they got to be an asshole because they in that uniform you know so then it's like once you get them back to like i still got this I, you know <laughs> get them get them tamed down you know whatever that's when you really like you ain't know about me yeah. i was a man back in stillwater oklahoma <laughs> right you know what i mean yeah, man. You better learn. Better learn. To, you gonna learn today. <laughs> right. Speaking of somebody that's about to learn a major, yeah, lesson. Yeah, Jello Ball. I don't get it, man. The middle brother of the Ball brothers. 
and, and this actually is a, a good segue because people tie like I don't understand why people think that like the rules that they live by at, in their home apply in these countries. Like we we've seen it with the you know North Korea taking a poster off the wall. We've seen the Bibles you know stolen from or whatever. Like these, these people don't play like, at all, and it ain't like you're gonna get a. a uh, probation for six months and had to come do some community service. Like you go to the wrong place and you steal something, they cutting your own wrist off. You know what I'm saying? Like nub three to ten years to just were they in the Gucci store or something? They were trying yeah, to. Yeah. So basically, what happened in. was uh, he plays basketball for uh, UCLA freshman. Freshman. They're over in China playing uh, Georgia Tech. So you know, this is one of the benefits of going to a big time university like that. You take trips over there. You play international basketball. So they're over there going to play in the blah, blah, blah classic on mm-hmm. there and entertain the people, of blah, 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 all that good stuff. Stay in at a yeah. fancy hotel. Make the NCAA some money, boys. Yeah, basically. You, you better. <laughs> so, you know, they go to a Gucci store or Louis store, whatever, yeah. some high-end stuff. Allegedly, Castle's boosting some sunglasses. Mm-hmm. The Chinese police come in there. Lock down the hotel, interrogate not only UCLA players, but also Georgia Tech players mm-hmm. until dudes start to sing it. Because, like, that's the, that right there should have been thought number one. You in a place, especially China. It's a communist country, bro. Yeah, that too. But you in a place where, out of all the countries, you got the least chance of looking like somebody, bro. That's a fact. You got the, like, you got the, they're going to recognize that <laughs> this was not a Chinese person that yeah. was, you know, when these came up missing and we, 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 we watched the tape. China ain't behind the technology. They probably <laughs> ahead. So they probably had, you know, the, the camera was 4K, you know, <laughs> no issues on seeing who this was. So you got these. Oh, okay. This is how I looked at it. I looked at it first. My first inkling was what a dummy. Yeah. Like, your brother is in the league. Your little brother drives a Lambo. You drive a Porsche. Yeah. Y'all have your own brand as your dad loved to spew all the time. So, you got some income coming in. Yeah. So, then I started to think about it, and I started to relax a little bit. Like, well, you know, he's 19 years old. That's the only pass I'm giving him. I have a homeboy. <laughs> this is a quick story. I have a homeboy, and he's probably listening to this pod right now. But... He shall remain nameless. (laughs) This is uh, when we used to work at the Wright State radio station. And we had competition. As competition goes, you want to debut a new song. You want to have the the newest song from DMX or whoever. Get your your envy on with Remy Ma, right? So what (laughs) what requires that, you have to have the CD. This Mm -hmm. this is before the digital download era. So Cass was actually going to Best Buy or a CD exchange to mm. buy clean copies. Like, yo, we would we would literally buy a clean copy and a dirty copy. A dirty copy when we DJ parties, a clean copy from when we had our radio show. Yeah. Now, not proud to say, <laughs> I boosted a couple CDs oh, yeah. out of a certain establishment <laughs> in Beaver Creek. <laughs> now, this one unnamed homeboy also did it. Right. But he got caught, and he was actually at the age of 19. So that's the first thing that came to my mind. 19-year-old kids do dumb shit. They do. And I did dumb shit as a 19-year-old. So I, I, I try to chalk it up as 
stupidity and just doing dumb stuff and getting caught up in the moment and you know blah 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 no matter how much money you got because i could have bought the cd and he, just like he could have bought this sunglasses but then i think what i stole a cd in a different city yeah you know what i'm saying a, a different country right in a communist country fuck no 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 the, that's the this was a prime example in my opinion of you and your homeboys you know Overall, probably average outstanding citizens. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, but you get in an environment where that one homeboy yeah. is on it, and the other two is trying to be ride or die. You yeah. know, they ain't trying to bring up no conflict or or or, or no or no uh, friction in this conversation. If it's gonna go down, we we gonna all ride it. Bad boys for life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I feel like at 19, we've all done it. I, I did some. I could still be locked up now things at <laughs> yes, 19. Sir. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I get it. But it's, you have to also look at, like, I was talking to one of my, well, my OG, Tony Rock. Uh, shout out to him. I'm going to talk about him in a second. But I was talking to him, and it, it it's kind of like a similar analogy. If if we all kicking it, and I get in a fight in the club, and I'm, and I'm out with Tony Rock, and it get to the point where, you know, people, it ain't Tony Rock's boy, Mm. Beat up. It's it's Tony Rock and them was out there fighting. Yes, sir. So he has to realize, and I know he's nineteen, and he'll get there. He has to realize though that you representing not only your you, but you are into something that is has the has the you know potential to change how we look at some things in sports. You know, you you building something that y'all as a family as a core are doing. You got to remember. That you representing that. Yeah. So, what Wesley Snipes saying, New Jack City? This big than me, no brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you can't you can't put yourself in that situation. Especially now the other two, average college kid, they might steal some, you know, you should have a couple dollars to go, you know, cop it for them. Or, you know, not even worry about that. Like yeah. you still got the you go to UCLA, brother. Ooh, Westwood. And you are probably the man on campus. For sure. You as a freshman, you you the man <laughs> off of off of your what your brother did. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I I I I imagine it going down like this: they in the store, trying on, stunting in the air, taking a couple pics or whatever, whatever. Six hundred. And, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I I can't imagine that he's actually the one saying, putting it in his pocket yeah. and walking out. I, in my head, I I picture, and unfortunately, I don't know the other dude's names yeah. because they are not the story of this. Right, he's the story because of what his father has done. Exactly, his he's the face done. of it. He's the face of it. I imagine somebody, one of the other two, took him, and they left. And maybe one didn't even the other two didn't even know that the one did it. Mm-hmm. And since they are UCLA players, they had probably had on their UCLA gear. They go back to the hotel. Blah 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 blah. And they get it like, yeah, I got these. Like, oh, word, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> and then, do 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 do. That's when the Chinese police come in. They're saying they're gonna hold them over there, um, anywhere between three to six weeks. Yeah, you so know they're gonna miss a chunk of the season. Chunk of the season. It, it it's surprising. It would surprise me if he even plays for mm-hmm. UCLA. Yeah, I mean, cause 
Like, this is going to take, unfortunately, probably a Trump phone call yeah. to negotiate something. They're, they're talking about that. They're yeah. talking about having... Um, That's always how it goes. Having someone speak to their government, say, hey, man, their kids, whatever. And they, and as of now, they're not having it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They, they're not locked up in the jail, you know, but they're, they're not allowing them to leave the country. The team has already left. The team yeah. and the coaches have already left. I feel like they had that, like, notorious movie moment when Biggie was running and threw the gun. And they went to the jail and dude was like, one of y'all going down for this, you got one minute. Yeah. Like now they like, because like, like you say, I don't think, maybe, we, we don't know, it's all speculation. Right. But you would just hope that it wasn't ball that did that. Yeah, that like, it was, he, they all just trying to be like, you yeah. know, I got you, bro. We going we gonna to do, do this bid together. <laughs> man. But hopefully look. it gets worked out because that's serious, man. Like this ain't no. Yeah, this is. The, and his father's saying it's not that big of a deal. It would not be a big of a deal if it was in the United States. Yeah. It would still be a deal because it's stupid. Yeah. But it being in a different country, a communist country, a country that we ain't got the best of relationships yeah. with anyway, you, you're over there doing stupid shit and now you're going to be staying over there until <laughs> – they say you can go home. Yeah, you thought two you know, a days was rough. Right. And not only that, you know, his mom, mm-hmm. their mom had a stroke. So, you know, this is added things that some, uh, someone that's recovering from a stroke obviously doesn't need. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She's, Max stress, your yeah. child's in a different country. Worrying, sick about mm. her son, you know, and, and the dad just can't fucking stop talking. That's all he do. Like, at some point, you have to humble yourself, you know, to... Obviously, TMZ put the camera right in the face. Oh, it ain't that big of a deal. You know, they're making a big deal out about nothing. No, it is a big deal. Yeah. And then at that moment, you would imagine someone who's been braggadocious and just talking out the side of his neck who would say something like, you know what? Um, We're going to get over there. We're going to work this situation out. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. And just humble yourself a little bit. But no, you, you, you're, you're steadfast in the approach of being big and bold and brash. At some point... You need to have some humble pie and be more concerned about your children as opposed to your brand. Like yes. that's that's what I'm worried yeah. about. Like, yeah. yo, man, they can if it's they real want, life. Yeah, if they real. want, they can keep all three of y'all for three to five years. Yeah, three to ten. Three to ten. Yeah, three to ten high ones. You, say, you can be you can be in China till you're thirty, bro. <laughs> you six years removed from recess, Bruh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> you, bro, you you gotta get it together. Like these these kids, man, like. I, I I hate to feel like this, man, but when I was 19, the 35 year olds were saying it. These kids got to get it together, you know. Like these kids really do got to think, man. I mean, I know it's hard. You thinking with the wrong head. You're thinking at not thinking at all. But these you don't want to you don't want to be in no in no hard labor doing any kind of kind of time because I mean you mess around. Look look at the dude that uh that's, that stole the poster. You know they they brung him into the court. He looked like he already done been knocked around for mm-hmm. days, and he ended up dying. You know, they released him in a in a non-responsive state. You know, like he just flew back to yeah. die. You know what I'm saying? So, praying for them boys, man. man yeah, that's tough. They ain't, they ain't no Money ain't gonna be able to get you out of this one. You're gonna have to really, you know, apologize. You're gonna have to prove to China. <laughs> <laughs> and think about the language barrier. Mm-hmm. Or even the, the demeanors. Like, I, I can see myself, if I'm in that situation and it's happened, now I'm like, Psh, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's me and you now. Like, I'm doing this for the country. I'm going out with, I'm going out with a bang. Like, yeah, I can I see mean, you being. Their judicial system isn't like <clears throat> ours where mm-hmm. you can just get questioned and be like, lawyer, 
and not say anything. They gonna be on your ass. They don't give a shit about yeah. you being an American citizen at all. All for the all for the gram. <laughs> you know, all you know? for the gram. You, I saw this is funny too. I saw an article. Not on, this is not on the topic, but it's kind of. I saw an article where a company has bought a private jet that they park and let you come and stunt. You can, What's the company? I got to get my stunt. You, you can pay a couple <laughs> hundred and get the walking up the steps. You can get the picture with you, with, with you and the. And the uh, flight attendant, you know, getting you whatever on. Or you can uh, upcharge it and get makeup and lights and professional photographers. And I mean, it's all for the gram, bro. All for the gram, man. Got to do it for the gram. Hey. It, it don't count unless it's on the gram, though. <laughs> that is true. I thought you knew. That is true. I thought that's, you knew, man. That's the world we you live in. You said you had something to uh, talk about tone for. Oh, yeah, yeah. So my big bro, Tony Rock, man, he's um doing big things, doing great things, actually. He's... They, for for those that don't know, Def Comedy Jam is is coming back. Um, they yes, got sir. they got approved with HBO. That um, airs December first, and I and I, it's funny, man. Like being around Tone for you know the I'll say eight nine years that we've been you know friends. Like I've met you know people like that. He's he he don't know a stranger in, in no city, but at the same time, he ain't inviting you back to your house. To mm-hmm. have to have his mother make you dinner, right? So it was like we crossed the line of like being real friends, right? Over so over the years, I've met his friends. Man, this this Def Comedy Jam lineup. I know Sydney Castillo's on there. Oh, Sydney's funny. I know hell. Kelly Kells. She got the look on there. She's from this area. She got the um. She's on there. He got his brother Jordan on there. I mean, there's 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 a handful of comedians that I've met. Sydney so, funny as hell, man. Sydney, he, yeah. uh, he's, he's, he's on tour most of the time with Marlon. Marlon yeah. Wayans, yeah. I'm going to tell you a quick minute story about Sydney. He was in Columbus with Tone and had this chick that he you know, was talking to, and she had this apartment that wasn't far from the spot. So after the show, we try to figure out what we're doing. He like, oh, my girl about to make dinner. So we like, what's she making? He's like, I don't know, probably some spaghetti. You know, it's like something you know, simple. Bro, we get there. She done laid this, I mean, steak bites. Fish, catfish, burgers. I mean, it's like it's like a buffet in there for like ten of us. Damn. Like later, I'm like, this, this how this, this how this how the celebrity shit work, bro. He like he like, yeah, man. You know, get, get you a few jokes and you could be like me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, <laughs> say no more. So I need to work on this laughter. But uh, he has that going on. He also has a TV um, show coming out. Uh, I want to say be top of the year, I think, or they're they're, they're recording it now. But it's gonna be on ABC. I forget the name, but he's playing the. Basically, he is the character that his friend is trying to live by the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the friend like, nah, nigga, this ain't gonna be able to. You ain't gonna be able to get that off. It's lit. Yeah. So, <laughs> shouts to my big bro, man. We, we, it, it, I still find enjoyment and 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 I'm happy that when, you know, over over the years, Tone has really opened up his life to some niggas from date. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I always appreciate him. I always, you know, it ain't even like no, you know, I don't want to use a sucker, but it ain't, it ain't, it's more so like when I when I see him and he does stuff, I I, I say thank you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think over that time, it just shows like I know he real. He know I'm real. He know it's real. I can call him and he'll answer the phone. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like I get blown off. So right. it's always dope to reach out, catch up. You know, he, he he's traveling three hundred days out of the year. He's all over the place. So he he's enjoying a little a little uh vacation right now. And uh we chopped it up, man, and uh 
doing big things, man. So we uh, planning some stuff for uh, yeah. When Tone World vacation, he really vacay. Yo, when Tone <laughs> does anything, it's real. <laughs> Tone went to Bar Louis one time and bought the bar out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Tone's my guy, man. He he's super cool, man. He he. He ain't, he ain't too cool to drop some knowledge. He ain't too cool to, to get you motivated to, you know, chase whatever you want to chase. He'll talk to you, spend some time with you, man. So that's my guy. I wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely, man. We're going to get you on the pod, too, before these, these uh, December 1st day. We're going to get Tone back on. Get, Absolutely, man. I told call. him uh, last time he came to the city, man, I was like, yo, I've been going to date Funny Bone for a while, man. Yeah. I ain't never seen this. Only time I ever seen it sold out, like on a Thursday show, was when... Uh, Gary Owen was I was here. about to say like the specialty Thursday yeah. shows and like yo it was sold out on a Thursday and I like, and you he, and he's here from Thursday two on Friday yeah. two on Saturday and two on I mean and the Sunday so if it's sold out on that that Thursday you know yeah it's sold out Friday and Saturday so the amount of love he gets and not being a quote unquote like Kevin Hart or right. Chris Rock type of level comedian. Like shows how fucking funny he and, is, and I've seen him. And people in really rock with him. Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati. I've gone to Detroit. I've gone to Chicago. I've gone to uh, Carolina. I've seen him in like different cities, and it's the same. Like he sells out. He's he is good at this stand up. Like yeah. people, you know, a lot of people feel like comedians got to come to your city and bring you new shit every time. Mm-hmm. A vet like Tone, he knows. I got a window that I can use some of this old shit. I got a window that I can try out some of this new shit. And I got a window where I can just improv. Yeah. And that's his, I feel like that's his strong point. I love the improv he shit, He can man. come in the room, he can come in any room and get anybody laughing about anything. And it ain't, it ain't even in the comedy setting. It's, it could be in the, you know, in the backstage when when the the cooks, the the catering company brings out some brings out some food and he got the whole room. La- I mean, he's just, that improv, that's why he, in my opinion, that's a big reason why he gets these hosting gigs. Mm-hmm. He got a show with BET. They bring him back. BET is bringing a, um, it's like my 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 black something. But they're bring, I know what you're talking they're about. They're bringing that, that back to and he's hosting that. Like he he's 2018 gonna be good. Man, definitely yeah. doing it. Definitely doing it. Shouts to the OG. Absolutely. Now, the topic of all topics, the Uh-oh. main topic of the the day. Uh-oh. My guy. My dude, Uh-oh. and I'm a big fan of this dude. Hold man. on, wait a minute. <laughs> Y'all thought I was finished? <laughs> Meek Millie, mm-hmm. my guy, man. So, for people that may not be familiar with the situation, Meek Millie, Philly Zone. Mm-hmm. All right, so basically, let's rewind. He's like 19 years old. Yeah. Catches a charge. Cops out. Does about three. Mm-hmm on probation for like I want to say like five years starts to blow up starts yeah. to bubble size MMG yeah so he's he's a somebody now but now he always finds himself in these minor situations yeah. where he violates parole fast forward a little bit gets arrested at a charity basketball game for popping willies on his bike mm-hmm he gets arrested because reckless endangerment, because there's kids around and everything like that. Gets arrested for that. That is a violation of parole. Yes. Also gets arrested for uh, what turns out to be a fight at an airport, mm-hmm. which he was trying to break up. Mm-hmm. Also has an issue with a violation of parole because he had his wisdom teeth pulled out 
Anybody ever had their wisdom teeth pulled out? Mm -hmm. That shit ain't fun. Nope. <laughs> and uh, he felt like he was being addicted to the painkillers. Mm -hmm. So he checked himself into a rehab facility. So saying all that to say this, the charges with the, uh, with the bike, mm -hmm. with the kids and everything that happened in New York, charges were dropped. The case where he was breaking up a fight, uh, the video evidence shows he was breaking up a fight. Uh, charges were dropped. Mm -hmm. The situation where he checked himself into a rehab facility because he thought he was getting addicted to Percocet. Uh, his email, uh, his lawyer provided an email that was sent to his PO that was supposed to be sent to the judge. Fast forward, he's in court to basically, hey man, all this stuff has been dropped, been situated. Right. It's not a violation of parole, but since you are on parole, you have to go before a judge. The judge says, nah, bruh, you about to do this two years, two to four years, yeah. even though his PO says, nah, we good. The stuff been yeah. dropped, whatever. And the prosecutor, yeah, all the eh, means nothing, <laughs> eh, whatever. Let's keep it pushing. Judge says, nah, bruh, you going in. And then once you hear all that, you add in the 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 story of... Now they're saying that she had requested him to remix on bending knee. How embarrassing is that? Yeah, they asked her. To, they asked him to. She asked him to uh, shout her out. <laughs> so this is my thing on this. The system's fucked up. Yes, sir. Because you got them. You know, we all. Well, if you're social media heavy, you've probably seen the comparison of the. Brock Turner, I believe his name was the guy yeah. that uh you know, raped, yes, uh, rape allegation or, or raped, no, yeah, raped mean. someone, yeah. and got and served three of the six months that he was in, and you got someone who was popping wheelies doing two to four, yeah. Now that charges and, drop, yeah, charges drop. That's that shows how fucked up the system is. But I also feel, as a has a grown man, you have to know that they ain't fucking with you. So you can't put yourself in situations or where you feel like you can do what you want to and not deal with the law. Because obviously the law ain't fucking with you. So At I, all. It's two sides. You know, not saying that because he's doing things irresponsibly that he deserves this. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he, he might be a tad irresponsible. Yes, for sure. But he's also getting fucked. Yes. So <laughs> my, my biggest thing is. How long do you have to pay for these crimes you did as a 19-year-old? Yeah. He's what? I want to say like 30. He's been on probation now? most of his adult life. Yeah. Like how long do you have to pay for these 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 things that you did? You you did the crime, you did the time yeah. in prison. Right. You were on parole and then now uh the situation where he violated parole, which was just where he did the uh did like another like a, a year bid. Mhm. Mm now it's it's like we're going on to year 10 of probation. Yeah. Like, yo, how long am I going to pay for a crime that I did back then? And also, I want to say that the crime that he committed was a nonviolent crime. That's what I'm about to say. Hurt no one. You know, so how long do you have to pay the consequences? And also, you have to think about this is a dude with money. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Imagine a Joe Blow that's going through this. They don't have the the fame and the backing of a Jay-Z at Rock Nation or Kevin Hart 
uh, helping get a petition signed mm-hmm. and and money to pay these big lawyers to be on their side. Think of the average Joe Blow. He don't have this. If this happens to him, he's donezo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There is no coming back from that. I he's how, underneath the ground. I wonder how old the lawyer is. I mean, the judge. I don't know. They're, um, all I know is... Because that has to be like he... He fucked the cousin over. <laughs> Something. She's <laughs> she's from North Philly. He's from North Philly. The the bending knee record. Like I guess I was listening to an interview that his lawyer did with Angie Martinez, and apparently before all this, back when Meek was still with Nikki, there in, in the judges' chambers or whatever, mm-hmm. she asks him to do that and give her a shout out or whatever, and. Nikki and Meek start laughing. Yeah, laughed and it off, thought she was playing. And she's like, no, I'm not joking. <laughs> and then also she wanted him to uh, drop Rock Nation. <laughs> Who would yeah. do that? Uh, like, drop like, Rock Nation and sign with a local Philly management group, which he has ties to. So, I mean, it just screams conflict of interest. Yeah. And if you're, and also the biggest thing is a lawyer, I mean, not a lawyer, but a judge is supposed to have. Be a non-biased person. No bias, yes. no bias. You're just supposed to get in there, listen to the facts from both sides, yep. and make a decision. Exactly. And when the prosecutor and the PO say, we good, let's move yeah. on. Yeah. But you feel it's in your power, like, no, he ain't learned his lesson. Like, as someone who feels like they're becoming addicted to a drug, says, is proactive about it, and says, yo, I think I'm hooked to this shit let me get some help yeah and you say no i ain't get that email it's like well you need to check your iphone because if the po presents like well here's the email i got from his manager uh here's the ford right here yeah and you just say you ain't get it like that's fucked up i think me gonna give even more money he about to even me i think because all they really got to do in my opinion i'm not no nowhere near a law anything but in my opinion if you can find some cases where you have uh, anywhere from 20 to 30 year old black male that then got arrested for popping wheelies in North Philly, which is a common thing. Uh, I've never been to North Philly, but I've seen yeah. a lot of videos and I've seen, I see a lot of bike riding. Yes, sir. So if it's as common as it looks, you, 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 if you can't find a case where someone else got two to four and you're the only one that's doing the same, like that's, that's the thing. It's like, it's so individually, it's it's almost like a, you know, Trying to get a job in a sense, like each person is judged individually instead of by what the law is saying for that particular crime. That's yeah, the thing that I Meek hate. Is man. just thirty years old, mm. so he's been dealing with this issue. Obviously, you know, like before, man, his uh, situation that he initially got arrested for was all his fault, all his fault. You know, you you doing what you're doing, you hustling, whatever, whatever. You know, what I'm saying you got a possession of a legal firearm, mm-hmm. that's on you, but the continuation of being pushed and prodded and it's the same judge who's fucking you over, you know, if if you have any type of human decency as a judge and you feel some type of way, like, I don't like this motherfucker. He won't do what I want him to do. Mm -hmm. Recruit yourself from it. Yeah. I can't handle this. I can't be unbiased. Hey, I'm passing this docket over to judge so-and-so. Yeah. And they can handle it. I want to wash my hands clean with this situation. But no, you got a vendetta against this dude. Exactly. You you want to be the one to put the gavel down. Boom. That's fucked up. Do you think Milk Meek can survive another uh, stint of years in prison if this happens like this? I don't, I mean... He's he, going to get out. Yeah. I, I think he can because the support 
for Meek is something. Is it's like the little cousin in the fan yeah. that you just like he gonna get it together. Yeah, he's <laughs> a uh, you know he was a punching bag, but something that he has is I won't I won't say it's on the level of a DMX like when our era like motherfuckers yeah. love DMX, but he has that street element where the streets fuck with Meek heavy. Yeah. And they want to see him win because, you know, he came from yeah. the battle rap days, the nappy ass braids, the right. having, the kicking it with Nicki Minaj, yeah. to, to to leveling it up, to even doing bigger and better things musically. Like his music is grown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't all about wristwatches and popping willies and stuff like that. It's, it's taking on a different animal. So I think this is going to create more content. I think he's, he's going to grow as a musician, obviously grow as a person, but... You know, the simple fact that uh, our justice system allows things like this to happen to people is just fucked up. Yeah. You know, it's just plain and simple. Yeah. Meek, man. Tone had a party with Meek one year. I went out to L.A. and I got to, you know, meet him, say what's up and watch his show. And his show in a club is amazing, especially when you're a little drunk. (laughs) I mean, it was like hit after hit. You know, you You knew the songs. Energy is through the roof. And like, like you say... I just question like where he where he will be at and where music will be at if he does two to four years, um, but other than that, I mean, of course, like you say, Meek is like Meek is gonna if he doesn't do the time the two to four years, I think he's fine. I question what what music will be like in two to four years. That's mm-hmm. why I say that. So hopefully, uh, I mean, you got you know the support of Ti and Kevin Hart doing you know. Trying Hove. to get the word out, Hove doing, uh, you know, a PSA during a, his concert, pretty much, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, when you, when people start getting involved like that, you know, it starts shaking the room up. So, oh, I doubt yeah. he does, you know, much more than a, maybe a few months. But yeah, yeah, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. Fucked up. You gotta, it's you gotta, fucked up. you can't put yourself in that situation, though, man. You, you are an yeah. adult. You yeah. are, you are grown, and you got to know that um, the things you might have gotten away with as a child. Become harder when you are an adult. So. Absolutely, man. Got one more question before we slide up out of here, man. Yes, sir. I was watching the gram and uh, Waka Flocka and his wife Tammy <laughs> was roasting each other's moms. Yeah. How tight are you and your wife? Are y'all that tight that y'all can roast each other's moms? <laughs> yeah. Really? We are. We are. <laughs> we. Are. You know, dating and all, we're almost 11 years as far as, you know, we've been married nine and dated for about a year and a half, two years. So, um, but I got, see, I'm petty, man. I'm petty. So <laughs> people, you know, this ain't common news, but my wife's mom a little crazy. <laughs> so I got. I hope the, I am not causing any <laughs> troubles at the crib I'm not, by asking that question. It's all Gucci. <laughs> that That is confirmed by both sides of this relationship that uh, her mom is crazy. So. <laughs> The uh, a few years ago, her mom or her little sister is like you know twenty one, twenty two, something like that, um, and is in college. And her birthday came, and her mom's in Michigan, and the sister's in North Carolina. North Carolina. So she calls her sister, "Happy birthday!" Chop it up. Da, 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 da. That evening, we come home from wherever we was at. There was a voicemail on the house phone, and it just comes on like. Monica, you ain't shit. You ain't shit. You, she's going in about stuff that she don't even know what she's talking about. So me being the petty kid that I like to be sometimes, <laughs> I take the uh, I take the phone 
hold it up to the, I get the audio onto my phone. I email it to myself. Oh, no. I set up the DJ equipment. I make it a drop, like where I can recall it. And I'm like working on a mix. She thinks I'm, I'm just, you know, working on stuff. But as I'm blending in the song, I'm dropping in, mo, 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 nigga, you ain't shit. And she hears that, like, looks over. So now I'm, just, I'm, I'm playing this for weeks. I still have this on my phone. I'll probably recall it every three to six months for something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've, and, and, and my mom, not, not, I'm not going to bash my wife's mom, the whole pod. <laughs> uh, my mom is very uh, mom-ish. Mm. So in the sense of like, she'll, we'll be FaceTiming and she'll see the baby have a pencil that she just picked up during the FaceTime call. And she's like, she should be having pencils in her hand. She fall, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. So we hang up. My wife gets it in on my mom too. She roasts her on how she, you know, does some things. So we, it's not nothing that we do regularly, but we both can laugh at it for yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. Me, I've always, since I've been a kid, man, I've been uh, sensitive about the mama jokes. Yeah. Like when we True. was kids, I'm, I'm, I I couldn't handle it. Like you know, like a million times, my brother's six years older than me, so you know, and cats would roast, rank each other. Then it goes to the mama jokes, and you know, this is the element. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a bunch of kids in the neighborhood, and that's what what happens. Yeah. And the famous thing that people will always talk about my mom would be the way she says me and my brother's name, Kevin Drake. Get your asses in here! Like that is like a famous thing yeah. that happened when we were kids. The whole block the, heard the it. The whole block. And everybody <laughs> knew my mom's voice and. That basically what time that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen about eight thirty every day. Yeah. You know, because she leaves at about eight thirty, get your ass in the house. Yeah. I'm going to work. Whatever. <laughs> It's the way she would stress that shit would crawl me. And then when people would imitate it, it just made me even more mad. So when dudes would start ranking. They would pull that hammer out on my brother. <laughs> and I would get so upset, man. Yeah. I would be so angry. And my mom still does it to this day. <laughs> Kevin! How do you say my name like that? Yeah. What And what do you want? And right. is it that important that you say it like that? And it was one time she we're at, at my mom's, and I'm in the back, and... She screams my name at the top of her lungs. Like, look, lady, this place ain't that fucking big. <laughs> right. that you got to be screaming my name like that. <laughs> and so me and the wife are going somewhere, and she just start bust out laughing. She's like, why does your mom say your name like that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's one of those things. Been dealing and, with it for a while. Yeah, huh? been dealing with it for, for a long time. <laughs> and and then just one day she just did it out the blue like, yeah. <laughs> and I, just, I come out of the room like for real. Yeah, we 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 roasted. We roasted. My mom only did that for probably the the two or three years after Home Alone came out. <laughs> My mom would literally, and she would do like the hands to the face and be like, Kevin, Kevin. And I come in the room and she'd be holding her cheeks like, really, mom. So you know, she the wife knows I am extra sensitive about the mom jokes and things my mom does, but yeah. we do 
joke about it from time to time. Yeah. So I try to be mature about it and understand like it it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> right. But it's just like, ugh. Yeah. So and there's things that her mom does that I, I needle her about or whatever, like calling. Like, <laughs> you know, wonder who that is. <laughs> like, you know, one day I was a super asshole about it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna count how many times her mom calls her today? Uh oh. Like her mom called her like nine times in one day, dog. <laughs> I was like, nine fucking times, yeah. dude. Nine that means times? she averaging five a day during <laughs> the like week, huh? That was a nine times, day. Woo. She's like, man, my mom are close. It's like, no shit. I was like, <laughs> I, I talked to my mom, literally talked to her probably like four times a week. Yeah. But text her constantly all day. Was like, so I can only imagine like, if she called you nine times today, like she you know, was the group like, chat like, yeah, <laughs> like, like you don't even have to call her because she's gonna call you, right, right. <laughs> so I know that that irritates her. So whenever I want to get a little rise out of her, yeah. I just say, "Talk to your mom today." <laughs> that's how so, it be, yeah, that's man. That, so, that's that married life, married life, and I and I can only imagine like if some people like. Two people that didn't care who it was like, hey man, it is what it is. How much roasting would be going on? Mm-hmm. But I know how sensitive I am about it. And I know yeah. she can be sensitive about it. So <laughs> there's only certain things that we can needle each other about about our moms, man. Absolutely, but, absolutely. But that's that's married life, like you said, man. Yeah, man. You can make this up podcast. 81 of them officially in the books now, man. Make sure you show us some love on iTunes, SoundCloud, give us some five stars, share us. You know, you can follow us on the uh, gram under You Can't Make This Up podcast on our personal joints, One Kev Nash. At DJ underscore killer underscore Kev. Shout to Izzy. Absolutely. At Gym City. And shout to DeMarco. Always bars and beyond. Down. Always holding us down. We yeah. definitely appreciate the love and support from everybody. Yeah. And we'll definitely be back next week. We out. Yes, sir.